I'm Liz Corey. And I'm Katie King. And this is True, True Crime, Crime New, New England. England. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Hello. How are you? Katie? Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm doing good. How are you, Liz? I'm okay. We're in November now. That's crazy. Yeah. It's literally almost 2022. Oh, God. I can't wrap my head around that. And we thought 2021 would be better. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> love it. So funny. We love it. Wow. Spoiler alert for those who are listening in, I don't know, maybe 2026. It's not better. <laughs> Nothing is better. Nothing's better. <laughs> the world is on fire. <laughs> the world is sick. Our ice caps are melting. Yep. We're going to be at at war for water pretty soon. The U.S. Army is going to be battling for water instead of oil. That's my prediction. Oh, that's fair. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If it is 2026, I imagine that at least half of California has fallen off. I think Florida, like the, you know, the part that kind of extends out, I think Mm -hmm. that'll all be underwater. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, I think... Maybe the 1% has officially murdered the whole homeless population. <laughs> or they're up in Mars. Or they're up in Mars. Yeah. They escaped. You know what? Goodbye. That's mm-hmm. what I say. If you are in 2026 and you are alive and somehow, maybe you're hiding in a bunker <laughs> and you're listening, <laughs> we welcome you. Hi. Thank you for choosing <laughs> us as your entertainment. A little time capsule episode. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Anyway, 2021, man. November. Crazy shit. Crazy shit. Speaking of crazy shit, our episode for today is wild. Oh my god, it's so sad. Um, yeah, so a little content warning before we do our intro and then the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, the case we're talking about, it does involve a hate crime against a boy who is gay, so if that's not something that you want to hear... Understandable. Yeah, it was hard to it was hard to research. Mm-hmm. It'll be hard to talk about. But if you don't want to hear about that, totally understandable. We'll see you next week. Yeah, get out of here. No worries. Toodles. Yeah. Um, but before we do the episode, we wanted to talk about a cool organization just to bring some light on a similar subject that relates to the case, mm-hmm. just to talk about something good. Absolutely. Um, there's this organization called the Trevor Project. They are the world's largest suicide prevention and crisis intervention organization for LGBTQ plus youth. I love it. They're really dope. <laughs> um, depression- In a word, they're dope. Yeah, they're dope. <laughs> <laughs> they're really cool. Depression and suicide does disproportionately impact that community as well as homelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of kids, especially, are kicked out of their houses after they come out or they have to leave or run away from environments that are not safe for them because of who they are. So the Trevor Project provides resources and 24-7 counseling and crisis management, which is great because they're trained. Yeah. Um, A lot of therapists, mental health counselors, psychiatrists are not trained to properly interact with the LGBTQ plus community. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really cool that they have specialized and trained counselors available for free 24-7. That's amazing. Yeah. And they have done a lot of good and they have prevented a lot of scary situations with the youth of that community. So very cool. I love that. Yeah. So because today's episode fucking sucks, um, we wanted to start off with talking about some good we made a donation to them just because they do do a lot of really good things and they are a legit organization. So mm-hmm. if you guys want to donate as well, that would be awesome. Please. We encourage it. Of course. Yeah, super cool. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And full disclosure, we tried to get a donate button on our website. Yeah. 
Well, we're not elite enough for the premium membership. Yeah, I guess we're not. Squarespace. <laughs> I guess we're not premium members of Squares- Squarespace. Sorry. So uh, we can't. We're, they're not letting us. But mm-hmm. we thought coming on here and asking you guys if you're able to to make a donation to the Trevor Project, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And because we couldn't get the donation button on our website, we, of course, like you said, made a donation as well. Mm-hmm. It's an important cause. It's something that I cannot fucking believe is still a problem Mm -hmm. in our country, in our world. Like, what the fuck? It's so fucked. It's insane, and it makes me so upset. And Mm -hmm. so I'm glad we were able to do a donation for such an important cause. And Mm -hmm. if you guys are able to, I think that would be great. Yeah, that would be awesome. But yeah. We really tried, and we were also looking into um, getting, like, stickers or pins Maybe that, like, you guys could buy for, like, five bucks and then having the proceeds go completely to the Trevor Project. Mm-hmm. We're not exactly, um, how do you say it, savvy. <laughs> um, and a lot of the places where you can get um, products like stickers or pins, you need to buy in bulk of, like, hundreds. And while we love you guys and are sure you would support us, we're not sure... 500 of you would yeah. buy <laughs> a tiny sticker that says True Crime New England on it. So, yeah. you know, if you guys are interested in something like that, let us know. Yeah, let us know. We can maybe do something in the future. But Absolutely. Yeah. That'd be really cool. I think at the very least, you and I are going to be making things for ourselves, perhaps. <laughs> for sure. Um, but if you guys are interested in that, even if it's like something simple like a sweatshirt that says True Crime New England on it, fine let us know if you guys have ideas if you are graphic designers anyone please help because we don't know what we're doing no it was so stressful too yeah, like it was crazy why do we need 200 pins for 600 dollars <laughs> like right right just very stressful it was stressful but we want to do something like that especially if there's a way we can do it where most if not all the proceeds go to an important project like yes. the Trevor project or you know end the backlog that's a huge one that's a huge um, one too yeah whatever we can do mm-hmm. oh we'd love that because now that we have a following yeah we have a listening is that the same as a following i'm not sure um i think it would be beneficial to use that for good mm-hmm. yeah and so we're glad to do it we're glad mm-hmm. to spread awareness um even if it reaches one person that yeah. isn't us because, of course, we are our biggest fans. But, um, you know, and our biggest critics. Yeah. I mean, yeah, given. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. But we're happy to do it, so. Uh-huh. Especially for cases like today's. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's going to be hard to talk about, hard to listen to, it's yeah. still very important. Because, honestly, shit like this, even though it happened years and years ago, it's still happening today. It's relevant. It's very relevant, Absolutely. unfortunately. Yeah. So without further ado... Today, we'll be covering the case of The Drowning of Charlie Howard. Alright, before we start talking about this case, as usual, our sources, and for some reason, Katie, I feel like you should go first today. Thank you. Let's um, switch it up, and <laughs> I'll go first with the sources. That's great. Um, I'm also going to switch it up and go out of my usual routine here with my sources and say that I got this information from Wikipedia. What's that? <laughs> Wait, say it again. I can't. Wicca. Wicca. <laughs> Weird. Um, is that new? 
You know what? I think it's like up and coming for information. Guys, if you want to support our podcast, I think you should maybe check out Wiki- Wikipedia is what it is. Because <laughs> that sounds like it's really cool. I feel like they should sponsor us. <gasps> yeah, I would do anything to help a new business. <laughs> <laughs> a new small, local, up and coming. <laughs> We're funny. Anyway. Oh my god. Anywho. <laughs> also, Bangor Daily News, mm-hmm. Wikia. News Center Maine and World Queer Story. Oh, okay. Yes. Cool. So I also had that new website, Wikipedia. Yes. I had um, Bangor Daily News, of course. Teen Killers was a website I got. Okay. I know. Is, there's a niche for everyone, I guess. Good Men Project, Baltimore Sun, an LGBTQ plus wiki. Okay. And something called GeoCities. Cool. Yeah, so there's a lot of good information out there. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it was a lot of like the same repeating information. Yes, for um, sure. But it was still good nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's get started. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Charles O. Howard was born on January 31st in 1961 in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Um, he was a small, stocky kid. Yes. Thin, um, light blonde hair. And um, apparently one article I saw said he had small bones, which I'm sure was just another way of them saying he's little. He was little. Yeah. So super interesting. Charlie had asthma. And Mm. so at this time in the 1960s and earlier, if you had pretty severe asthma, you would often develop slower than your peers because your your body's working so hard to breathe. It's not working on growing. Yeah. That sucks. So a lot of kids with severe asthma have stunted growth. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like the albuterol inhaler wasn't used until 1972. And that's a steroid, so you'd think mm -hmm. that that would be... Man. There were other treatments, but they weren't as effective. Right. So yeah, a lot of kids with asthma or other breathing issues Mm -hmm. would often be smaller. They'd catch up later, but... Yeah. Yeah, just in their the peak initial... times of exactly. childhood, I'm sure that was hard. And their puberty would be delayed as well. Makes sense. So that would make Charlie... A target for bullying. Mm-hmm. He also had a learning disability, which, mm-hmm. of course, I mean, we'd like to believe that people wouldn't make fun of others for that, but sometimes it happens. Kids are so fucking mean. Yeah. And so naturally, unfortunately, kids were pretty mean to Charlie growing mm-hmm. up. And it, I hate that it doesn't help. But again, like we talked about in our intro, he was an openly gay man. Yes. Or child as well. He was always a little different than everyone else, right? Yeah. So that naturally makes you a target for bullying, which is unfair, and I hate that, but unfortunately, especially in the, you know, 60s, early 70s, that's what happened. So, so fucking sad. Yeah. And Charlie actually dealt with bullying, even though his growth caught up with everybody with his peers after, like in high school, Mm -hmm. he ended up not attending his high school graduation to spare his family from all of the bullying and taunting because he knew that when they called his name to get his diploma, the kids would like boo and shout, jeer at him and taunt at him. Um, Yeah, so he didn't want to subject his family to that. That's awful. And because of a learning disability, he didn't do too hot in school, so he decided not to go to college. Which I think is fair. Yeah. You know, honestly, college isn't for everyone. For sure. And I think, especially nowadays, it's kind of that thing like, go to college. But as someone who went to college, if you don't want to go to college, then don't. It's hard. There are trade schools. It's expensive. There are other options. Absolutely. So So good for him. him, And he knew it wasn't for him, so fine. Good for him. And, you know, it just, it, it was the best choice for him, but... You know, I wish if he did feel like he wanted to, I wish he felt like he could. But I know that because of all the circumstances, he 
was like, it's just not, I'm not going to be able to do it, you know? And I also want to know, a lot of these articles we read included um, a specific word mm-hmm. that, you know, it would, I never had a website that was like using that word out of context. It was always in a quote. Yeah. Um, we are not going to be saying that word. Fuck no. Um, ever. Absolutely not. It will Even not pass saying these it in lips. my brain, like mm-hmm. just having it, like reading it, I hate it. We're not saying it, but there are some quotes in the story where people are shouting this F word at Charlie, and it just makes me sick. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yes, back in the day, that wasn't, that was like a term people used. Yeah. And I don't, I can't, I hate it, I hate it. We're not talking about it, but it is mentioned a few times. Yes. Um, which is unfortunate. But anyway, so Charlie didn't go to college. Instead, he moved from Portsmouth, New Hampshire, to somewhere called Ellsworth, Maine, which is on the coast of Maine, central to southern. Like, it's not too far up, but it's, like, directly on the coast. It looks cute. I've heard of it before. It's, like, it's, you know, like a nice town, whatever. So he moved there. Fine. Love it. Except it didn't last very long. Mm -hmm. He was there. He was in a relationship. It didn't work out. And so he found himself in a nearby-ish town or city, I guess, depending on who you talk to, Bangor, Maine. Now, Bangor is home of the University of Maine, which is the biggest, I'm almost positive it's the biggest college in Maine. Um, my roommate from college, Mackenzie, goes there. Hey, Mackenzie. Hi, Mackenzie. Um, and it's it's a great school. There's a few different like campuses, but it, the main one is in Bangor. Um, it's great. I mean, it's a huge school. It's famous. There are a lot of famous people who actually went there. Oh, cool. Don't ask me who they were, because I can't tell you <laughs> off the top of my head, but I know that it was, you know, a fairly uh, well-known school, and it still is. But So he moved there. Unfortunately, his luck didn't really turn around right away. He was mm-hmm. homeless and kind of, like, just wandering. He didn't know what to do. You know, it was hard for him being an openly gay man. Yes. And um, with a learning disability and just being, like, a skinny, lanky guy. He dressed femininely, which of course, who cares? Like I don't. Nowadays, it's like whatever. But back then, of course, he was outcasted because of it. So fucking sad. So Charlie ended up making two friends in Bangor. Their names were Paul Nodden and Scott Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So like you said, Liz, he was homeless, no yeah. real job opportunities at the time. Yeah. But Scott and Paul welcomed Charlie into their home anyway. Yeah. And he lived with them for about a month. And then he still couldn't find anything for work, so he ended up having to move back home to Portsmouth to live with his mother and his stepfather. Yeah. And when he got there, he was there for about a week, and he realized, I cannot stay here. This really is not a good environment for me. Mm -hmm. This is not what I want to do. I don't want to be here with them. And so he called up Scott and Paul, and he returned to live with them. Yeah. They they could hear the hurt in his voice. Oh, yeah. And they were like, man, our friend, he's really fallen on some hard times. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think... I couldn't find a lot of info on Paul and Scott. I'm not sure if they were roommates. I'm not sure if they were a couple, but um, or even how old they were. But right. they were so loving to Charlie. They were like his family up there. Oh, it was amazing. It was so good for him. And they really took him under their wing. And mm-hmm. I think that saved him in a really low part of his life. For sure. Yeah. So he, you know, after his week stint in Portsmouth again with his parents, he came back and things seemed to turn around for the better. Yeah, he was able to join a local church on Union Street in Bangor, and he was also able to join a support group and gay rights group, Interweave. Awesome. Um, This was really the only space 
at that time in the town mm -hmm. for people like Charlie. Yeah. He could connect with his community. He could kind of find a support system yeah. more so than Scott and Paul. Mm -hmm. He was able to make friends yeah. and he was able to find acceptance in both spots, especially the church and the group interweave. I think it's really great that there's a church that he was able to find, especially back then, yeah. that was so accepting of him and actually had a pretty big LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, for sure. Like amazing. And it was a Unitarian church, which I think is important to note because um, growing up, my best friend was Unitarian. I used to go to church with them. And from the whole time I knew them and, you know, their mom and back then, they were always so supportive. They loved, they loved thy neighbor, everyone, everyone. So I think that he went to a Unitarian church is like typical of the Unitarian yes. um, religion because they are very accepting. Even back then, which is amazing. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. And he had that group and I think that was so amazing for him and he loved it. So, so, so amazing. He had friends, he had a support group. Mm -hmm. I love it. And, you know, he lived with Scott and Paul, and then they actually set him up with, like, this employment program, and he was able to find a part-time job. I couldn't tell you what it was, but he found a job. Yeah. And eventually he found his way into an apartment on State Street in Bangor. That was amazing, and it was right near the church, so yeah. he could walk there if he wanted to, mm -hmm. and he also adopted a kitten to live with him <gasps> in the apartment. And you know what? With the first thing I did when I got an apartment, mm. I have two cats now. Yes. That gives you any indication. Yep. It's a great thing. And Me so, too. You know, cats, you and I, Katie, know. Mm -hmm. Cats are healing. For sure. A hundred percent. So I think that he got a kitten. That's great. Perfect. So, you know, now he felt like um, things were kind of turning around a little bit. Job, support, a kitten. Amazing. Yeah. He, and he was 23 at this point. 23. Doing much better. Doing pretty good. Um, so like you said, Liz, Charlie was out as a gay man and he would openly wear makeup and jewelry if he wanted to. Mm -hmm. This wasn't common among other gay men at the time. Most of them were still closeted. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people, especially at this time, were not tolerant or accepting. No. And there were a lot of incidents of gay bashing and hate crimes. And these often went unreported because the yeah. victims didn't want to out themselves right. as victims. And then they could lose their housing, their jobs, their families could... Disown them. Disown, yes, yeah. disown them, thank you, or not talk to them anymore. Their friends could turn their backs on them. It was really a serious situation. So unfair. So I think it's very brave that Charlie was so open with who mm -hmm. he was and wearing makeup and jewelry and nail mm -hmm. polish and dressing more feminine yeah. despite facing a very real threat yeah. that his safety could be in danger. Yeah. I think that was very brave and very admirable of him. Absolutely. And he loved to be able to express himself like so that. So fucking brave. I think he referred to it as, like, sassying himself up or yes. something like that, yeah. which I love. Um, and you see these pictures of him. He is so handsome. He looks such a sweetie. He mm -hmm. looks so kind. Such, a, like, light blonde hair, mm -hmm. like, to die for hair. I love that color. And he was, you know, he just was so... And such a good person. Yeah. Such a good he person. Was, despite everything. Mm -hmm. And he was constantly faced with harassment. Yeah. Constantly. And here are some awful, terrible examples. Um, one day he was kicked out of a nightclub for dancing with a man. Now, this is interesting to me because that means the other man was dancing with him. Right. So, okay. At least there was one other, I don't know. Someone else, another man was receiving his action, you know. Yeah. He was okay with it, but then they kicked him out anyway ridiculous mm -hmm. or how about the time he was at a local market and the woman just simply for him being there 
and like dressing more femininely, screamed at him like, "You pervert!" What? Yeah, how? What? <laughs> what a pervert is? What? He's not touching little girls. Like he's right. he's just shopping. Like what? <laughs> he's getting produce. Like what the fuck? Ridiculous. I hate people. And she also was screaming at him homophobic slurs oh my and God. like just shut the fuck up not necessary shut the fuck up and that shit still happens to this day yeah keep that shit to yourself if you're gonna be a homophobic fuck go around hell if you're gonna be a homophobic fuck honestly like, ridiculous stop and this is the thing that i read this and i know you know what i'm gonna, about to say <laughs> i cried one day charlie came home mm-hmm. and on his doorstep was his kitten it had been strangled so that is like Somebody thought, this man, he's gay, I hate that, mm-hmm. so I'm going to kill his cat. I'm going to break into his apartment and kill his kitten. No. What the f- And leave it on the doorstep, doorstep for him to find. Yeah. Makes you, makes me <sighs> nauseous. That is fucked up. Like, imagine him coming home and having to see that. No, that's so sad. Like, thing. he's getting it together, he's finally happy, he has a support system, he has a job, an apartment, a kitten, and it's all kind of, it's, like, unfolding in front of him. Yeah. Like, he comes home and his kitten is dead on the doorstep. Oh, my, my heart would break. Especially when it's, like, his kitten. Not his cat, but his kitten. I have a kitten. She's, like, six months old. Like, what sick fuck would do that? It, I instantly was like, yeah. what if that was Lady But Like, I just mm-hmm. can't. Ridiculous. People are evil. They are. Absolutely fucking evil. Mm -hmm. But um, he still remained relatively positive. You know, he had a job in that interweave, that group. And Mm -hmm. he, you know, he was, he, this was his life as a gay man in the 70s and the 80s. It's unfair, but it's what happened. So this brings us to the night of July 7th, 1984. It was a Saturday night. Charlie had just attended a potluck dinner at his church um, with Interweave, the group we mentioned, and he actually attended it with his boyfriend, Roy Ogden. And I think that's great that he was able to meet someone. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like it was going well, like it was a good relationship. Yeah. So, you know, they went to this potluck and they had a good time and then they were just walking home. It was like 10 p.m. Yeah, like 10 p.m. They're leaving the potluck and they're walking arm in arm with one another down the street. They were going to go to the post office on their way home so that Charlie could get some mail. Yeah. They were walking up State Street, and they were going to cross the Kenduskeg River Bridge. And so as they were about to cross the bridge, a car drove up behind them and started slowing down. Now this, no matter if you're a gay man or a young woman or an old dude or a mid-level VP at a coffee shop, I don't care. Someone rolling up slowly behind you when you're walking is creepy. It's fucking terrifying. That's like yeah. fight or flight. Mm-hmm. You notice that you're, the hairs on the back of your mm-hmm. neck stand up. It never means anything good. No. And no, it's not someone d- gonna just ask you for directions because nobody just does that. No. No. No, no. So they're walking. They're over this bridge and Charlie starts to be panicky because he recognizes this car Mm -hmm. it is a car that belongs to a teenage boy who earlier that week had harassed him just simply for you know being an openly gay man so in this car are two teenage girls who remain unnamed Mm -hmm. um sean mabry who is 16 daniel ness who is 17 and jim baines who is 15 years old so these 
teenagers they were driving around looking for a place to buy alcohol because one of the girls had a fake id and so they were going to just get some more and then go back to the party whatever when of course they see charlie and his boyfriend walking arm in arm and they're like oh this is a great opportunity to pull some shit you know yep so the car stopped and one of the boys poked his head out and yelled hey are you guys gay Oh, my God. And so Charlie, having recognized this car, Liz, as you said, because this car was the same one that had previously harassed him, Charlie started to run, and Roy started to run, and the three boys hopped out of the car to start chasing them, and the two girls stayed in the car. Yes, the girls, they didn't do anything wrong. They just stayed in... Well, they didn't do anything right either, but they didn't... They stayed in the car. It's like the bystander effect. They just kind of sat by and watched, but they didn't... They didn't do participate. Yeah. So the three teenage boys, they get out of the car, like you said, and they start to chase Charlie and Roy. Now, as you mentioned earlier, Charlie has severe asthma, so he can't run very far. And also, to make matters worse, he ends up tripping on a curb and falling flat on his face, which has nothing to do with the asthma. That's just unfortunate luck. Right. That would 1,000% happen to me. Oh my God, for sure. Yeah, that's just bad timing and not his fault, of course. That's mm-hmm. just, that sucks. Now, Roy doesn't have asthma, and he keeps running, and eventually he turns around and watches something absolutely terrible go down. So the three boys catch up to Charlie, and they start beating him and kicking him. And then 15-year-old Jim Baines yelled for the other boys to grab Charlie and throw him in the river. In the fucking river. And then Jim Baines picks up his legs. And so the other two boys, they help. Mm -hmm. They, They help. And, um... Jim and Daniel, they they have, you know, each side of Charlie. And then Charlie is pleading. He can barely breathe as it is. He's having a severe asthma attack. But he manages to say, I can't swim. Which some people might say that to, like, stop them. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever, and that's fine. He actually really couldn't swim. Like, he didn't know how. So now he's not being able to breathe the air. And he's saying to them, I cannot swim. And they still are like, hee-hoo, hee-hoo. So Sean Mabry, he doesn't have an end of Charlie, so he goes up to the guardrail and pushes Charlie, and he ends up in the Kenduskeg River. The really fucked up part about this was that Charlie was grabbing the railing, clinging to the railing, and like gasping for air and begging, and the boys pried his hands loose to shove him in the river. Yeah. And so Charlie then fell over 20 feet into the cold black water. It's Sure, it's July, but water in Maine uh, probably never gets past like 65 degrees anyway. No, it's fucking cold. We have snow melt from winter from the mountains. Yep. It's cold. It's It's fucking cold. And it's dark Mm -hmm. outside so the water's black and it's just not gonna, it's just not a good situation. No, and this is not really a river for swimming anyway. This was, you know, the currents are really fast and it was just not safe. No, and it wasn't that deep either. Um, It was, you know, the river was like, what's it called? The river was in between two concrete walls, you know, that's what lined it. And then it was only about 10 feet deep. So, I mean, it's not a big river. And like you said, it's fast. Mm Mm-hmm. Where they pushed Charlie over, it was, you know, going downstream fast. Mm -hmm. So this made me want to vomit. The boys, after they, you know, pushed Charlie to his death, they were, like, cheering themselves and being like, yeah, that was fun. So they went in the car and the girls were like, uh, what the 
fuck? The girls were pretty upset when the boys came back to the car. The two girls were trying to start it. Yeah. To get out of there. Yeah. They were like, this is not okay. We don't want to be here. Like, they're trying to leave. They Yeah. It was so sad. And eventually they all made it back to a party. I don't know if it was the same party, whatever. And the boys were bragging about what mm-hmm. they had done. They mm-hmm. were like, yeah, we pushed, you know, we pushed <laughs> someone over the the Kenduskeg River. Huh. We're so funny. Mm-hmm. And then on the way back to the car, the boys had seen Roy, who saw oh, the whole yeah. situation unfold. Yep. And they threaten him not to tell anyone. And as they drove off, Roy is flying, running down State Street, and he pulls the first fire alarm he sees yep. to try to get help, like, anybody to the situation. Yeah. The fire department EMT is just someone. Anyone. Even if it's a neighbor, just someone to yeah. come out and help. And so luckily, you know, it doesn't take very long before... Police and fire trucks are swarming the area, mm-hmm. coming to Roy's aid. And he tells them, and I'm speculating, but I can imagine he was frantic and mm-hmm. upset. You know, saying that Charlie cannot swim, and they dumped him over the guardrail. Right, and he was having an asthma attack. Yeah. Even if you're Michael Phelps, right. if you're having an asthma attack, you're not going to be able to swim. No, you're not. Or breathe. Right. Period. So... <sighs> Police and firefighters, they arrive quickly, and they, they start to search for Charlie. And now, this, of course, happened around 10 p.m., mm-hmm. and around 1 a.m. is when they found Charlie's body. Um, he was a few hundred feet down the stream. Um, obviously, he had passed away. Um, you know, passed away isn't the right word. He was murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, you know, they did an autopsy, of course, but the finding was that he did drown, and not only was it because he was pushed over the guardrail, but they found that his um, he had bronchial constriction, which is what happens when you have an asthma attack. Your airway closes up. So not only did he drown, but he his asthma attack, I mean, obviously, it probably made it quicker yeah. and more painful, I'm sure. It definitely exacerbated the situation. Yeah. Um, and then the really fucked up part is that when the boys went back to the party... They were bragging about what happened, Mm -hmm. and they said, we pushed an Mm F-slur person off of the bridge, and Mm -hmm. they referred to the bridge as Chuckahomo Bridge. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Disgusting. Like, grow the fuck up. And then the next day, both girls went to the police, actually, about what had happened. Yeah. Um, And then one of the boys turned himself in after he learned that Charlie had passed away. Yeah. He did feel guilty. It sounds like originally they did not know that Charlie died and that they didn't think he was going to die. They just wanted to pull a prank on a gay man. Right. Which is, I mean, one, disgusting, but, like, they claim, you know, they didn't intend on killing Charlie. doesn't matter because they did. Right. They did. Regardless of what the intention was, it's the action that counts. Correct. So, they realized that they had killed Charlie, and so um, Daniel Ness, when he heard this, he went to turn himself in. Mm-hmm. The other two boys, um, they actually considered jumping a freight train and hopping out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, they chickened out and went home, and then that's where they were apprehended. Um, so, you know, at the police station, the cops were like, why did you do it? And the boys were like, we never meant to kill anybody. We just wanted to show him, like, show him what? That you could be murderous assholes Mm -hmm. at 15 years old? Awful. Disgusting. Awful. Disgusting. And they even made a comment to Bangor police that they just wanted to beat up a 
F-slur, which was something that they claimed they had done before. Mm. They sound proud. Yep. Mm. Disgusting. I hate that. And so the boys, you know, at this point it was Sunday. Charlie was pushed into the river on Saturday. And so the boys spent Sunday in jail, and then they were determined to not be a threat to society, even though they very obviously are. And they were actually released into their parents' custody, which isn't Mm. that nice for them. Mm. Little bad, bad boy. Right. Yeah. Right. Little slap on the wrist. Ridiculous. Fuck off. I know. Back home to their cushy bedrooms where they have, you know, running water and and blankets and, you know, food that Mm -hmm. isn't slop whatever absolutely disgusting and some people in the town were even sticking up for the boys Ugh. they said this was just boys being boys <sighs> and there was also a rumor that charlie had made an advance towards one of the teenagers so no. the attack was justified no 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 first of all charlie would never make a, a move towards any of those scoundrels they're all minors first of first all of charlie's all, 23 years old yes and let's charlie, get that straight yeah charlie is also a good person a normal person a right. kind person uh, and just because he's gay does not mean that he tries and hits on every man he sees. Right. That's the stupid fucking belief. Even to this day, yep. homophobic people think that every gay man is attracted to them. Right. Or that they're a predator. And they're constantly seeking out and making advances towards other people, especially minors. No. Get the fuck out of here. There's no, no correlation. Like, bye. No single one. Disgusting. No, not one correlation. Nope. So, you know, the boys... They're released into their parents' custody, and then eventually they were tried Mm -hmm. as juveniles, not as adults, which is great for them, but not great for justice for Charlie, because that means they got the minimal punishment, Mm -hmm. essentially. So they all pled guilty to manslaughter. Um, The thing was, though, is that they were each sentenced to the main youth center for an indeterminate amount of time, but... It wasn't to surpass their 21st birthday. Oh, cute. Once it was their 21st birthday, if they were still in there, they would be released, and then their records would be sealed, and everything would be right in their world. God bless. Disgusting. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. Oh, and get this. Mm. Baines was released after serving two years. Mm. Mabry was released after serving 22 months. Oh, hoo-ha. But there's no public record for how long Ness served, Mm. although it can be reasonably speculated that... His sentence was around the time that those two other boys served. I like, two guess. years max. Yeah. I think that would probably be most likely. Which is unfair. They killed a person. hmm They killed a person. So the one who got the least amount of time was the one who actually pushed Awesome. Charlie. Cool. Awesome. Um, it's insane. Now, all the things that happened after Charlie's murder, mm-hmm. you know, obviously his friends, his family, his church group, devastated. He's 23 years old, and they, he was murdered in an act of hate. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to say this is, like, a good thing. I think it's a, a redeeming quality, but Baines, as an adult... He, you know, he was one of the boys who, I think he was 15 at the time. He was the 15-year-old, yeah. Yeah, and he only served two years in Mm -hmm. juvie. Um, He used this um, incident where he, you know, helped kill a gay man, and he felt sorry. And I'm glad he did, because what he did was fucked up. 
but he took this opportunity to go around I'm not sure how wide he traveled, but in Maine at least, and talked to like middle schoolers and high schoolers about stopping the spread of hate. Mm -hmm. And he talked, you know, in detail about how hate causes these awful situations, leads to things like that, and how important it is to love everyone. Mm -hmm. Which I think is really nice of him, and like that's a good gesture. Um, I don't think it, you know, takes away what he did. Right. It's not going to reverse or undo anything. Right. But I, I do appreciate that he showed that he learned from that. Mm -hmm. Um, He also addressed the Maine state legislator in support of a bill to ban discrimination based on sexual orientation. That's great. And then in 1994, Sean Mabry expressed his regrets about his participation in the hate crime and murder, Mm -hmm. and he stated that he thinks about Charlie every day. Yeah. Right. Good. As you should. You should think about him every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Daniel Ness has, I don't believe, ever said anything. Yeah, they were not able to reach him. Um, It was the 25th anniversary of the hate crime, and the Bangor Daily News tried to locate all three of the men for statements. So they got a hold of Jim Baines, Mm -hmm. um, and then they tracked down Sean in 1994, but Mm -hmm. then Daniel Ness, they weren't able to ever get a statement from him. Yeah. Because he's a fucking pussy? He's a pussy. I hope he feels terrible. I hope he does, too. I hope he does, too. Um, so there's a lot of awareness that's come Mm -hmm. with his death. Like you said, that legislative bill that Jim Baines, you know, talked highly of. Yeah. Um, which is great. So on July 7th, every year in Bangor, um, the town celebrates Charlie's life in diversity, um, in his memory. And it's basically just like a festival of love, Mm -hmm. essentially, which is really nice. Um, people show up. It's almost like a pride parade in a way. Um, which is really awesome. So that's all in Charlie's memory. Every year, people throw roses and flowers over the Kenduskega River, um, especially because, you know, when they originally held the candlelight vigil and service for Charlie, his mom requested that somebody throw roses over the the bridge for him. Mm -hmm. Um, So they did, and now that's a yearly thing, which I think is really special. Yeah, on July 7th, which was the day he died. Yeah, so... And what I also thought was really nice was that um, the church organized that service for him, and over 200 people came. That's really sweet. And I think for that time when, you know, homosexuality was unfortunately still frowned upon more than it is today, I think that's a really great turnout, and I think he deserves more than that. But, you know, I think that was really great of Mm -hmm. people to show up for that. For Charlie. So, and there's also a, a Charlie Howard Memorial library in portland which is cool yes and there's a memorial across from where the hate crime occurred it's engraved with the words may we the citizens of bangor continue to change the world around us until hatred becomes peacemaking and ignorance becomes understanding Mm. that's right across the bridge from where he was murdered yeah it's it's beautiful little it's like a it's a flower pot yeah. And it has flowers in it. It's really pretty. It's beautiful. Um, and this memorial was vandalized in mm. May of 2011. Of course it was. Because fuck. Because homophobia still exists to this day and people are awful. Correct. But family and friends of Charlie work to clean and restore it, mm-hmm. even though they shouldn't have had to do that in the first place. Agreed. Um, one other thing that's kind of cool, as we all know, Stephen King, he's, yes. a, he's a Mainer. Mm-hmm. And his famous novel, It actually has a character in the very beginning of the story. His name was Adrian Mellon, who was an openly gay man, and he's thrown over a bridge and into the Kunduskeg River. Mm-hmm. The only difference with this story that Stephen King um, made in It is that instead of Adrian Mellon drowning, he gets killed by Pennywise, which obviously isn't real. But 
The rest of it was as accurate as it could be. Yeah. Yeah, and Stephen King, um, this book was written in 1986, so just two years after this had happened, and Stephen King was absolutely outraged at what had happened. Yeah. Um, Disgusted with the homophobia that occurred. Stephen King's a pretty good guy. He is a good guy. He's a pretty good guy. He's on the right side of things. He can be. Yeah. But, so, yeah, uh, that's the case of Charlie Howard, Mm -hmm. the awful hate crime that led to this beautiful man's death. Yeah. 23 years old. Yeah. Um, We just thought this case would be good to talk about because this shit did not stop in the 1980s. Um, Will it ever save with a broken heart? I hope so. Yeah. Um, And it also just goes to show that I feel like a lot of us don't realize that these things can happen in Mm -hmm. small towns or small-town New England. Yeah. Um, And because they happen in such small towns, they don't really get a whole lot of coverage because of that image that we want to portray, especially in New England, of Of these beautiful small towns. You know, come here, it's so safe, nothing ever... Fall foliage is cool. Nothing bad ever happens here. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, we thought it would be important just to talk about this. Um, This case is not widely known as well, Mm -hmm. and I feel like it should very much be. Absolutely, it should. I couldn't agree more. And I'm glad we could kind of be a voice for that. Yeah. Um, And I'm glad, you know, we have the means to be able to donate to the Trevor Project and use our platform to say, if you're able to make a difference, Mm -hmm. even donating five bucks is an amazing step. And um, to quote our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, um, love thy neighbor. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And if you don't, is it? What's it, Jesus? It's I don't somewhere know. In there. It's you somewhere tell in there. me. <laughs> it's somewhere in there. That's right. It's yeah. somewhere in there. Um, and if you think that you are a Christian or Catholic or any of that, and then you go around preaching or practicing hate, sorry, um, you're not going to heaven. Oh shit! Hate to break it to you. Oh shit, Katie. Uh, see you in hell. <laughs> are you? You're not going to hell. Um, I'm part of the LGBTQs. <laughs> well, I'm destined for hell. Mm. Well, I'll see you there, too, because I think depression is one of the things. I'm also, I'm gluttony as fuck. Oh, my God. And I've had impure thoughts. Like, Jesus. Oh, no, we're wearing ripped jeans. (laughs) Oh, shit. Did you eat shellfish today? Oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Well, guys, going forward, our episodes will be recorded in hell. And you'll be hearing it live from Satan himself. Okay, anyway, that's that's not funny, Liz. But anyways, I'm glad we were able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We'll continue to talk about and stand up for things that we believe in. Damn right. If you don't like it, to quote someone I actually admire very much, um, her name is Karen Kilgariff. She um, has something she says often, and I am really inspired by it. I actually live by it. And it's, um, if you don't like it, you can get the fuck out. So, right, you're not welcome. Sorry. Sorry. But anyway, you can follow us for more quirky things like this on Twitter and Instagram at TrueCrimeNE. All lowercase. And you can email us at TrueCrimeNE at gmail.com. And you can find us on our website, TrueCrimeNE.com. You can use our handy dandy submission tool to send us your stories or cases that are based in New England. Mm 
Um, we'll take outside New England. We're not going to talk about it on the podcast, but no. you know, if you want to share some information with us, you know, we're always open. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be anonymous if you want to. Sure. You can put your name if you want to. Totally up to you. Yep. But yeah, we are always open to listening anything. to anything. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe eventually we'll start a podcast called like True Crime Midwest or something, <laughs> and just you know work our way through the sections of the country. And sure. Just, but we started with New England because that's where we're most comfortable. Yeah. But anyway, we appreciate you guys. And we always invite you, if you're able to, or if you so choose, leave a review, mm-hmm. rate, and subscribe. Um, DM us if you want. We love it. We just love it. And we'll see you next week. See you next week, you guys. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.